I don't program anymore. No, I don't you, have you don't. to. I'm getting paid. I'm happy. I'm I am rich. I am happy, and I am getting bigger. This is at the Nexus episode 115. Johnny Chenny, Saturday, February 22nd, 2014. And now, don't get technical. This episode of Athenexus is hosted by Ryan Wampersad with co-host Matthew Fetcher. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about you? Doing well. Really? Yeah. Long week? Long. How's the mail truck going? Oh, I, um, that day we had that huge blizzard. Yeah, they, I passed my driving test that day. In the snow. It is a, see, the guy's like, oh man, it's going to snow at like 10 o'clock and it's going to be the end of the world for the next 24 hours. Once you get here about six, I'm like, oh yeah. Because there's one thing I hate most in this world, and that is Minneapolis. Like, that city is just terrible. Like, yeah, pretty much. Driving in it is terrible. Mm-hmm. But no, so I got my driving test done, passed that. Um, I immediately called up my supervisor, um, talked to sub-supervisor, which I'm still learning the hierarchy. I, I met a new guy named Keith today, and um, yeah, I don't think he likes me. Um, regardless... I, 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 um, I got my mailbag and my pepper spray that day, and the next day I was delivering the mail. You also have your new hat. Yes, I also got a new hat, and um, no, I. Um, so how was delivering the mail in our atrocious amounts of snow here? You so the the first day I came home after spending eight hours on the streets, um, I had a bunch of ice in my boots within the first hour mm-hmm. because you have to cut across lawns, right? And nobody shoveled. No. Um. I couldn't feel my feet after two hours, and then when I, when I got home, the first thing I did, I'm like, "Hi, mom," and I'm like, I take off my shoes, and then she's like, "Your socks are wet. Don't walk on the floor." I'm working on it, and I I turn on the hot water in the bath, and I just put my feet in the bath, and that was the first time I washed myself. Like like no showers or baths ever. That's been my policy for a long time, but I threw my feet in the bathtub. Well, I'm glad you're moving up the ladder. Yeah, well, I, but no, um, I got all warmed up, and I got some nice boots at Fleet Farm, and now I am all set to deliver mail for the rest of my life. Is that so? Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's good. I'm glad glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so your your new mail job, though, so you're working every day, six days a week? So, only six days a week. Hmm. I don't know. It's pretty tough. I got nine hours in today. Yeah, I know. And the other day I got eight. So... I, I'm going to most likely, hopefully, I, I, I don't know anything yet about scheduling because they just told me go there tomorrow at 7 mm-hmm. um, and I'll figure it out. And the other carriers get there at 6.30, but mm-hmm. they, they do stuff I can't do. It's like a team meeting. Right. I'm, I'm You're just an assistant. Mm-hmm. That that's breaks my heart. That's okay. They only think about me like that. They'll think about you more when you get bigger. I'm working on getting bigger too. I understand. I had pizzas. That's what I thought. Well, yeah, no, and I also got my truck fixed this week, and um, this this week has only been on the up and up. A that, new that, job, that and new the... truck part. Yeah, um, that was it was fun putting it in, but tell us what it was again. Iraq and pinion. Does anybody know what that is? You do, because I explained this last week. Well, I think I, I showed it to you. Yeah, I was there, and you I dripped drip all fluid over. all over the Murray Junior High School because I brought it in for show and tell. Hey, kids, check out my rack and pinion. Two ball joints attached to it. Sure it does. So, in my notes here, you're going to talk about the Ukraine. Why? Oh. Are you going there to no, deliver have you, mail? I've been listening to the news this week. It's very sad. There's been a lot of um, 
unrest and murder and well, chaos. I really haven't been following and, the news in that respect, but I do know that a lot of the Ukrainian Git developers, and by Git I mean GitHub developers, they can't push to repositories this week or last week or recently. No, but I I just hope that their leaders and their people can come to an agreement and just get along and hurry up and get trade back going with the United States. Why? Anything in particular that you're looking for? Oh, no, just... Let's just worry about my bullets. I mean... So I got a just Friday, fr- fr- yesterday. I got a shipment of Red Army Standard nine by eighteen millimeter bullets, uh, Ma- the Makarov cartridges. If you're familiar with it, not really. Um, th- I don't know who designed it. His name was Ma- last name was Makarov. Either way, so it's, a, it's a slightly smaller than the German uh, Luger rounds. Still, still nine millimeter Luger rounds. Uh, yeah, Luger. I'm just saying, uh, German That's funny. guy. But I don't, I don't, I have nothing against Germans. Surprisingly. Uh, well, you know, Petrol is a German name and everyone is the German, but no, my heart is for Ukraine. No, ammo's cheaper, ammo's better, and I don't know. Um, it's always been cheap ammo and it's always been better than anything they make in America. Of like, course. you know, I like buying stuff in America because I like buying and wasting money, but I don't know. It's something about buying Russian or Ukrainian. I, I've also cheated and got stuff from Serbia. Um, I, got I like how that's cheating. Well, it, it technically was never really a part of the Soviet Union. Of course. But, uh, you know, that Ukraine was. Right. Either way, I need I need trade sanctions to be lifted. I, I uh, need bullets. Well, um, so do you, you want to talk about the big news of the week? Oh, um, see, I read this in my uh, Slashdot news feed, and I immediately passed by. Cause yeah, of course Who cares? Well, because it's 16 billions of caring. Do we even know who bought it? Yes. But Why before, you but, but before that, where can we find these show notes if you were interested? Oh, you can find them at uh, thenexus.tv slash ATN115. 115? It's an odd number. It is an odd number. Very odd. But it's divisible by five. Yeah. Now, could you write a program to look for all the odd numbers that are also divisible by five? Sure. How hard would that be? I could probably do it if I could... Wikipedia some syntax because oh. I don't remember syntax. Okay, I, I, I think it had something to do with sinful things. I don't program anymore. No, I don't you, have you don't. to. I'm getting paid. I'm happy. I'm I am rich. I am happy, and I am getting bigger. Well, speaking of getting bigger, so is Facebook. They bought something for sixteen billion dollars, which is why this is important. What did they buy? Well, they bought WhatsApp. 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 What is it? It's WhatsApp. What does a WhatsApp even look like? Well, it sure. is a mobile messaging service. It's kind of like iMessage, but instead of being platform-specific like iMessage, it's platform-independent. So you can use it on Android, iOS, maybe Windows Phone, if somebody used Windows Phone, on pretty much anything else you can think of. Hmm. And so WhatsApp is kind of a big deal for someone who might not have unlimited texting. We have unlimited texting, so we don't care. Exactly. But a lot of people in the world don't. So, in, so they just use Hangouts. In developing countries, uh, specifically not the United States, but South America, uh, Eastern Europe, Africa. Oh, does it work on Firefox OS? I doubt it, because nothing works on Firefox OS. Not uh, even... It's popular down in the South America. One of the, there, There's a bunch of reasons that, that Facebook bought WhatsApp. Most of those are having to do with... The number of interactions per day and per month that a user will interact with WhatsApp as an app, uh, it's it's actually higher than the Facebook interaction rate. Uh, really? Yeah. So I don't. I, Facebook didn't give numbers, 
but they said it was just slightly higher and that concerned them of course because they want people to be using their apps and doing things in 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 their life with facebook so they didn't want whatsapp to grow and then to take over that market and uh so this is kind of a preemptive purchase there but it's also a adoption practice too because you know it's it's not a big company but it's a it's a product that facebook if they built themselves would have worked just fine it probably would have scaled better it would could have grown faster but it would have never grown to the same amount because once people start using something people don't tend to leave yeah it's very true unless service degrades so one of the things facebook said that they'll keep the regular facebook messenger uh for an asynchronous chat and then they'll keep whatsapp for synchronous chat real-time chat uh and then also did i mention it was 16 billion dollars that's that's a lot. Did I, did I mention that? Well, it's, there's actually another three billion on the way. So it's sixteen billion in cash and stocks up front, and then three billion that will invest um, in three years or five years or something. It, it's it's three billion sometime in the future, in addition to that sixteen billion. So it's a total of nineteen billion dollars, more or less. Wow, that's um, it's a lot more because uh, you know we heard that Google was just talking about trying to get it so we we heard that google was looking into buying whatsapp and this was months ago and and so it, it did, clearly didn't work out for them well i heard they put 10 10 billion down 10 billion down it's just nine billion short nine billion short or six if you're being critical i'm, I'm not very hypercritical i know you're not but you should be i'm not well so the deal was signed and confirmed or at least you know started doing the finalization on February 6th which was just a few weeks ago and at that time Larry Page w- was somehow told that WhatsApp was being sold to Facebook for around 19 billion and Larry Page called up the CEO of WhatsApp whose name eludes me at this very moment and basically said we'll match whatever amount Facebook is going to pay for WhatsApp and they refused again. So why do you think that was? Well, I mean, you already have, you're in the works. Why would you change it for the same price? If they said, well, we'll match it plus 10%. 100%. Oh, 100%. That's, that's fishy. Well, so yes, there's that. But do you think, who, who, whose ideals do you think align better with WhatsApp? Google's or Facebook's? Well, think of motives. Why would what, why would Google want to buy it and match it just when... Well, no, think about, instead of matching, think of, instead of money, what what would Google do with WhatsApp? Nothing. What would, they'd exactly, sit on it. They'd sit on it. They couldn't integrate it into Hangouts, because what's the point? And then they'd probably sell it after they've supercharged <laughs> it. Exactly. So, there's really no reason for WhatsApp to go with Google. If they went with Facebook, Facebook could back them with not only servers and components for their infrastructure, but also funnel in the other users that don't use WhatsApp into WhatsApp. Yeah. Now, so we also know that Facebook isn't going to change anything in the short term. The branding will remain the same. WhatsApp will still exist independently. Uh, the things that will change are probably the same things that will change with uh, Instagram, you know, back when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the unification of the interface across platforms, the unification of the back end. So instead of using AWS to host things, they'll go and be using Facebook servers. So Which are fast. Faster even, yeah. So that's great. It's wonderful. You know... 16 billion though it's a lot that's 16 instagrams yeah i mean do you remember when instagram was bought and we thought a billion dollars for instagram was a lot it was why don't we think that 16 billion is a lot like absurd well because facebook is a fake thing i mean when instagram was bought i mean that was fake once this is fake twice because both products are fake you live in this world where everything is fake apparently no 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 no, no. 
many things are real. Just like Mobile World Conference. It's a very real place. Tell me about it. Well, starting on Monday and running until Thursday, you could be able to see Samsung and pretty much... The only noble thing is Samsung releasing their new uh, Galaxy S phone. Yeah, the Galaxy S5. Excited? Um, kind of, but... Not really. Not yeah, I'm kind of like in that same boat. There's so many phones. So there's so many phones. And honestly, what can the S5 do that a current-gen phone can't do? So let me re-ask the question. What processor <laughs> will be in the S5 that the S4's processor wasn't good enough for? Uh, the one they paid Qualcomm not to tell anybody that they've made yet. I feel like they could try doing it that way. But I, I don't think, think they could. I don't uh, think Qualcomm so. is big slash large enough that they could probably pull a kind of agreement. Well, I'm sure. That. But did you know that Samsung makes their own processors? They make the no, Xenos line? The they Octa-core, do. core little big, big little. But what do people want? They want a Snapdragon. Phones. I understand. They ran Qualcomm ran commercials, not for any one phone, but for themselves. Like, yeah. Next time you buy a phone, make sure it has a Snapdragon. Well, they need to run some new commercials because and they we ran haven't... that during the NBA playoffs, which is big spectacle. So, in addition to the S five announcement um, on Monday, I believe there will be other demonstrations from other vendors. Uh, it's going to H- last four days. Yeah, HTC will be one of those. Uh, we think they'll be not showing off. We know they won't be showing off the next HTC One, uh, which is titled the M8 for some strange reason. But we do think they'll be showing off some cheaper handsets, um, some handsets that will rival what the Moto G was to us here in the States. Um, what was that to us in the States? A great phone that was unbelievably priced. Oh. Yeah. Was that, well, was it, did that describe what my feelings are towards that? You really like these motos. I do, but so we don't know if these handsets that HTC will be releasing or if if they even do talk about them. We don't know if they'll be um, sold here in the States, which is a problem because if they're good, we want them here. And if they're bad, we don't want to even know about them. Hmm. We're, we're not ready. But speaking of the HTC One, we don't know what it'll be called yet. It's still called the M8 as a code name. We don't know if it'll just be called the HTC One 2014 or HTC One Plus or HTC One something or another. But we do have a date, and that date is March 25th. That is when HTC will host their event for the new phone. Hmm. Cool. We don't know too much about it. We do know that it'll have a Snapdragon 800. We know it'll have two cameras, and not just two in the sense that there's one on the front and one on the back. There's two on the back. And one in the front. Oh, like your evil... Yeah, it's like that, but it's different. So, you know how, like... You remember that HTC phone that my mom had that had the chin? Yeah, so it was fun to flip. Yeah, so that chin... Imagine that chin being on the top of the phone instead of on the bottom. And imagine the, the chin having the camera. Hmm. It's 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 weird. So in the mock-ups that we've seen, that's what it's looked like. And it's very strange. So we, we don't know too much about that yet, but we'll, we'll get there. Yes! And speaking of HTC, we have the new HTC Jump program. I mean, uh, Boost, uh, Next, uh, Advantage, Advantage. <laughs> it's an <laughs> HTC something. It's, it's an HTC Advantage plan. Um, so if you buy a phone and within six months of owning it, you're like, ah, oh, I want to run up some stairs on the screen. And like you step on it a few times and break it, they'll replace it for free. One time though. One, well, you can't do it twice. You in can't a row. break it twice. I mean, that's, I mean, one time's an accident, twice is a crime. Is that how you live your life? No, no, I just made it up. Accident. (laughs) Okay. So, do you think this is a nice program? I think it's really Well, absolutely. Now, do you think it's really free, though? Like, $29? Shipping. Shipping. 
fees. And handling. And containment. So, yeah, you know, gotta watch out for the glass, you know, hazard to workers. Oh, man, huge hazard. I mean, they gotta find some way to fund those safety nets. Right. I mean, because those people just want to jump off the building. Uh, they they have no advantage of working there. So, you know how we were talking about Qualcomm? You know how they uh, may or may not have a product that nobody's ever heard of? Never heard of that. Well, yeah, that's the point, because you just made it all up. Well. Sure. Yes. So Qualcomm at CES wanted to not only tell us about their new products, because they had none, they wanted to tell us about alterations to an existing product. So do you remember in November or so they launched the Snapdragon 805? Mm-hmm. It was just a slightly more, you know, slightly bigger 800. It had a higher clock speed and a little bit more something or another memory bandwidth or something. Well, they made a side-grade uh, processor called the Snapdragon 802 at CES, and it was going to be for TV integration. So imagine a Snapdragon 800 that you might find in a Nexus 5, but imagine that in your TV, for your smart TV, so that it could be fast and fluid and wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just five weeks later, they've canceled the Snapdragon 802. Hmm. Because they say there was no interest. Wow. Yeah. And do you really blame them? What no. com- What companies are really looking forward to making smart TVs um, with such lackluster sales of those, you know, for the smart component? Uh, and then, you know, the Snapdragon 800 and probably 802 here is not a cheap part. You know, it costs a lot in the scheme of things. Do you really think that a, a TV vendor will pay an extra $50, $70 for this when they could just buy some piece of crap from MediaTek? And when you when most people are comparing TVs, they already have enough to look at. Then besides they will never the look internal, at a processor. yeah, oh I mean, man, it's hard to do in a phone. I mean, when you're buying a desktop computer and um, stuff like when you're doing proper computer shopping, it's real easy to figure out the pro. It's, it's not it's really easy, but it's feature. pretty easy. But it's the you could normally find what processors in it in yeah. the product's name. But mm-hmm. when it's a TV and stuff, you're never gonna bat an eye at no. it. No, no, um, you'll you'll you would never know. It's it's such a, such a bad idea. And I'm kind of glad that they got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know T-Mobile that we all love. I do. Love. I know T-Mobile. Well, so they ran a marketing campaign to target um, legacy BlackBerry users. So people who are still using BBM7, which is still in production. Yeah, it turns out. Um, so in this campaign dealie of theirs, um, their cost, current BlackBerry T-Mobile customers could upgrade their phone to a new iPhone 5S for $0 down. Zero dollars down. That sounds good, right? That's that's a huge deal. But uh, Johnny Chenny, um, their CEO of uh, BlackBerry, was in a roar. He was so angry. Now, do you know know who John Chen is? Johnny Chenny. Do do you know who that is? He's the CEO. Of? BlackBerry. That's right. Okay, just making sure. He was so angry and very, very not pleased with T-Mobile, a partner of BlackBerry's. He he really was concerned that BlackBerry did not uh, or was not contacted by T-Mobile in in preparation for this promotion, which has nothing to do with them. It, because it doesn't. Exactly. Well, apparently, uh, due to that anger, our good friend John Laguerre, you know the the guy, the T-Mobile guy, the CEO, mm-hmm. you know him. Well, he announced a new campaign and deal in response to this where any T-Mobile BlackBerry user, regardless if you're already using a new one or an old one, and you probably can't have a new one because there are no new BlackBerry phones on T-Mobile as far as we're concerned. Um, With the postal thing, they, they say I could get a curve. That's not new, though. That's that's BlackBerry it's, 7. Right. Yeah. So any BlackBerry user can upgrade to another slash newer BB phone 
and get $250 on a discount on it. So that's a it's good a, it's chunk pretty, of the price. Pretty for a good deal, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you already had like a an eight thousand curve, you could upgrade to a ninety three fifty curve, and it probably would give you fifty bucks out of the deal because that probably only costs two hundred dollars. Yeah. On contract, which they don't do anymore, so I don't really know what that means. Now, in addition to that, if you don't want a BlackBerry when and you're upgrading, you can upgrade to another manufacturer's phone and get a two hundred dollar discount. So. That's how much people put down when they buy a subscription for an iPhone. Right. So it's it's the exact same deal, but just now phrased so that BlackBerry users, and more specifically, Johnny Chenny, does not get angry. I I think Johnny Chenny will be pleased. Because you don't want Johnny Chenny to be angry. When Johnny Chenny's angry, everyone doesn't listen to him. But everyone tweets at him. Yeah, pretty 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 close to that. Now, in, in some last in the last uh, unclassified news, I would like to talk about the PlayStation 4. Oh, tell me about it. And uh, that is Japan. Japan. So where it was first released, like uh, no. the home country. No, actually, no. No, actually, no. Is it uh, made in Japan? No, I didn't. Designed? It. It's probably made in Taiwan. It had to be designed. And- no, it's probably designed here in the States. Really? Yeah, and it, um, I was going to say Nintendo America. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo America. That is not who designed the PlayStation 4, because if they didn't, the Nintendo Wii wouldn't have sucked. No, uh, actually, in Japan, the PlayStation 4 has finally been released three months after the launch here in the States, I believe in November. And Sony is so pleased that there's essentially no competition, because the Microsoft Xbox One has not launched there at all. It'll probably launch eventually, you know, before June, but it has not launched there yet. And the Wii U, the, you know, Nintendo entry, what Wii U? It's two years old, three years old now. Yeah, it's ancient. Uh, Yeah. It sucks. So... Uh, according to uh, Sony, uh, I think this went on sale earlier this week, and so they say uh, demand has been strong and uh, you know sales are looking pretty good. Um, we have not been told if it'll be a sellout, just like in other places in the world, so in the EU and in North America. I'm it will be. But it'll probably be a sellout, and he said there's no reason to think that it wouldn't be. Unless... <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason to think that the Blackberries wouldn't sell out. There's, there's, uh, there's, it's, it's so sad that the the Wii U is not a competing factor, and I don't know what Microsoft is doing, but I mean, yeah, they're um, making enough money. Who Microsoft? I don't know about that. We'll talk about that. Well, they're making so much money from this new uh, Office Web Apps online suite change. I don't, I don't know if that's true. No. Well, um, they changed its name at least. Oh, what they changed it to? Ah, something more reasonable. And, extraordinary, and, and extraordinarily obvious. Mm-hmm. What is it? Office Online. Oh, I thought you were going to say One Office. No, I wouldn't go for that. No, but I think Microsoft might. Well, so I really like the word Office Online. That's always what I wanted them to call it. And they finally did it. I don't think you ever said that publicly, though. Well, okay, let me rephrase. So I don't really know what Office Web Apps are, because I've never heard of that before. But do you know Office 365? I've always wanted them to always wanted Microsoft just to rebrand that as Office Online or just Office.com or Office. Like, there should be no distinction between Office Anywhere and 365 because Office is just Office. Like, yeah. The, three, the 365 thing is akin to the 360 thing. It's a pointless number that means nothing. But speaking of numbers and names, instead of putting a number as in a numeric number, well, one is finally in SkyDrive. So it is now officially rebranded to OneDrive, and you know after that B Sky B 
uh, lawsuit. So stupid. Which happened in one place in the world. So that's kind of suspicious. After that, uh, as a part of the relaunch that happened this week, uh, Microsoft is running a new referral program, just like we all were used to in Dropbox. So for each person you refer, you can now get five gigabytes of extra space. Identical to what uh, Dropbox used to do in the day, except for that was only like 256 megs. Yeah, I know. Isn't that... It's, we've but that was... Up, you know, five years ago, eight years know. ago. I don't know how long ago. Long, long Five ago. years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now, in addition to this program, or, you know, deal, there was a launch day deal. So the first 100,000 users who signed up to the new OneDrive got 100 gigs for free in their account. Oh, that's nice. That it, it is a pretty nice deal. Yeah. Um. So... You know how a couple of weeks ago we kept on talking about how every every manufacturer making a Chromebox, making a Chromebox, every, every left and right every day. Yeah, yeah, all all. But we never heard anybody making a Windows eight point one box. No, because I've never heard anybody call it that. But the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get technical. Either way, so Microsoft is lowering lowering the Windows eight point one licensing cost from its original fifty dollars to just fifteen on any OEM product that is listed less than two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so do you have a problem with that? I just don't think anyone's going to make them. Okay, so let me let let Chrome so, Chromeboxes are the way to go. So here's 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 part of the reasoning that I've heard for this. It will discourage some vendors from making Chromebooks boxes, but I doubt it will. But it will encourage the vendors that want to make netbook-like devices to make better products. So what a lot of vendors apparently have told Microsoft is that they can make a Nexus Seven like product in either uh, laptop form or no, uh, tablet form, assuming the OS is close to free. Because $70 for an OS license really prevents them from putting in a camera, from putting in a Snapdragon 800, from putting in 2 gigabytes versus 1 gigabyte of memory, uh, prevents you from putting 32 gigs of storage versus 16. $70 is pretty steep in 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 that. So... By cutting it down to 15, it it uh, opens up a lot of space and a lot of headroom for vendors to put in real components into their products. Yeah. I mean, $15 is a lot. I mean, don't they get like 10 for every Android? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that, that's... And in fact, we actually know, and this is a complete side note, we know that they've made more money, Microsoft that is, from Android in the last quarter than they did from Windows phone sales. Yeah. So, you know... Uh, Chrome boxes. Chrome boxes. Don't lose to them too. Now, I I would uh I w- I would really be curious to know. So I didn't put this in the notes because I didn't understand. But at Mobile World Congress, I think uh, Intel is launching some refreshed components for the Bay Trail and Merrifield lines. Do you remember the Merrifield line? No, I do not. Uh, I don't really either. It's apparently the um Adam Adam like you know branded thing for smartphones. Like I don't know too much about it. Cause... I thought it was a smaller Bay Trail. No, the the Bay Trail is the smaller, not Small. Adam. <laughs> yeah. So um, what I was thinking is, if the Bay Trails were actually good enough, maybe these could have Bay Trails in them, and maybe they could be really good. Adam doesn't run ARM, right? It runs x86, 64 bit, as far as I know. So this could be really great for that. You know, have some low-powered works, not workstation, like just kiosk-style PCs. You know, Windows 8.1 boxes, as you call them. Yeah. I like the idea. I would love to have my Skype computer do that. Be Skypey. Be Skypey? (laughs) 
Yes. So let's talk about hardware. Oh, yeah. I love no hardware. Chrome boxes in this hardware at all. None. Really? No. Let me quick check. It's short. Okay. I'm happy. Okay. I'm happy. Okay. Let's talk about AMD first. Well, I'm angry. Why? What AMD do to you? Sucks. They spent a lot of money on stocks. No, they didn't. I did. Oh. I put stock money down Okay, well, on AMD. Well, so you know how you're looking for a new graphics card, right? I am, but not anymore. I, I was last week. <laughs> oh, well, let's not pursue that angle then. Oh, yeah, that angle is Gone. deflected. Indeed. Well, uh, AMD has launched a new card, new graphics card this week, and it is the R7-265. You might recall the... R7 260 and 260X and the 270 and 270X. Well, now there's a middle ground in that lineup. It is positioned between the 260X and the 270. Uh, it is priced at 149 and will be coming out sometime in early March. Now, it is almost a direct evolution of the 7850. So, in other words, it's basically a binned 270, just like the 7850 is a binned 7870. And so it just has some cores disabled and, you know, that kind of thing. Any chance of turning them on? Uh, somebody has said that it is possible to change the BIOS in the cards, provided you could write a BIOS for the cards. Hmm. So, no. You know, all the times, like, the Canon cameras, like, they do something, 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 and, and a week later, like... Oh yeah, these these cameras can actually do that too because it's the same everything. Yeah, it is. It is probably the same. Yeah. So there, there's a bunch of reviews uh, about these. Uh, a lot of people like this. Uh, from what I hear is that if you wanted to get into um, Bitcoin mining, but not Bitcoin like those other coins, Dogecoin, Squirrelcoin, uh, this might be a great thing for you because it has the compute something or another that everybody loves. Yeah. But nobody is gonna love this. R seven two sixty five. That's just too. It hard is to just say. way too hard. People want to be able to say GTX seven fifty or seven fifty Ti. Ti, and, and that is what Nvidia is bringing to you very, very soon. Like and today, a new Maxwell architecture. Well, you won't be able to go buy them. No, you can. They're they're being sold on UEC right now. Yeah, but actually, would you want to buy one? Well, I didn't. Yeah, um, but no. Um, instead of pushing out the other cards, they now have uh, these things. So I, we don't know when the 800 series is coming. So Ian Buck and I were talking about this, and I'm sure he'll talk about it on his show. And if he doesn't, he is doing Slap a bad job. Um, so the GTX 750 and the 750Ti are replacing the 650Ti and the 650Ti Boost, which is kind of weird because where's the 650 in any of those? And the interesting thing here is that Maxwell is a new architecture. Yes. But... The architecture they're they're running on is new. However, the node size, so in other words, the process size the chips are being made at, is not the 22 that is expected of the 800 series, the next generation node size. It is instead the current generation 28 nanometer size. So the theory is that um, TSMC, the vendor that NVIDIA is partnering with to produce the chips, is not capable of making the 22 nanometer size yet. And if they were capable, it would be too expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in addition to that, it's also an interesting idea to make a couple of variants. So we have Maxwell right now. It's the first generation Maxwell. That's even what they're saying in NVIDIA. And it's possible that in the future there could be Maxwell version 2, which I'm sure that happens all the time, really. And so by the time that you know the 750 lineup 
you know, 750 is a pretty low on the totem pole of graphics cards because you have the 760, the 780, or 770, 780, you know. When the 800s series comes around, it'll probably require some other differences. So uh, the, the node size will be smaller for those, and hopefully the Maxwell architecture will be refined further for um, enthusiasts. Hmm, cool. So um, the pricing, what do we have on pricing for these? Oh, only $119 for the base model and um, $149 for the advanced. Yes, and they're available now. By now. Also, if you're looking for a graphics card and you think you might want one of these, just buy a 660. You're still pushing that. Let me rephrase. If you have a computer that has a 6-pin power connector, buy a 660. If it doesn't have a 6-pin power connector, it's a really old computer then you can get one of these. Because these are, using the Maxwell architecture, they require a lot less power. Mm. And so you don't even need the 6-pin power connector. It powers through PCI. Well, that's how all my cards are. Yeah, but you buy cheap cards. I buy $100 cards. It's cheap. I buy expensive cards. I don't know, but I I still play Guild Wars pretty well. It just doesn't look as well. I play Guild Wars better. Yeah, debatable. Well, speaking of hardware from NVIDIA, what about the Titan? You know how I was always suspecting the Titan 2 would come out? Did it? Nope. It's actually called the Titan Black. That's fine. Yeah, it is fine, but uh, it's not as impressive sounding as I wanted. So it's actually the same card physically as the GTX 780 Ti 10, and... Uh, it actually, instead of coming with 3 gigs, it comes with 6 gigs and a slightly higher clock speed, and it's still $999. Hmm. But if you want a insanely fast graphics card, you have $1,000 to spare. Get that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Type from some Google. Oh, man. I mean, Google is always our most bloated and annoying section to do. But, so we'll try to get through it fast. Google, like you know those people? Uh, Spider.io. Yeah, you've ever heard of them? No. I haven't. No, no idea who they are. There are seven people in the employment list, and all of them were hired by Google after they bought their company. Yep, that's it. That's pretty much it. What Spider.io was doing is they were making tools to detect and prevent ad fraud on video ads and display ads. So in other words, YouTube is going to be even harder to fool with Adblock Plus, probably. Or not. We'll see. So, uh, speaking of acquisitions from Google, Google has also purchased Slick Login. What do you think they do? Well, what they do is they make your login slick by giving you a better way to log in through sound waves. Obviously, with LastPass. No, I, I, I think, I think uh, this is the future. In no way. So, the idea of this is that you have a device, probably a phone or something. And, and the device you were trying to sign into has a mic? Apparently, it has a mic. And you're not in the library? And you're not in the library. And so I guess what happens is that your device will have a mic and that your computer will have speakers, because that's absurd. And one or both the devices will either emit or listen, and then it will be basically a form of two-factor authentication, and then it'll log you in if it gets the right sound. I mean, we've moved away from dial-up and faxes and other things. And those funny sounds. Yeah. Yes. Well, and no, this is all possible while being inaudible to humans. No, that is pretty cool. Yes, it is pretty cool. You can't hear when it's working. Uh, How am I supposed to troubleshoot this? Can I hear it yet? No, must be broken. Still broken. Good thing I have the HTC Advantage plan because I just beat the screen out. So, 
I like the idea of Slicklogin, but I don't like the idea of it using sound because I find it extraordinarily unlikely that either my phone has a mic that's good enough or that my computer will have speakers and or a mic that's good enough. Yeah, and and it can't be flash-based because that's even harder. Like, but... You know, actually, that'd be kind of funny. So, like, the program on the dis- on the computer would somehow turn the display on and off so fast that it made a frequency. No, this is dumb. Let's not do this. I know. It works great when you're communicating battleships before, you know. Now, so, I, uh, do you remember the Sesame login tool from Google? No. So, it was basically a QR code that you could find. So, you go to accounts.google.com slash sesame and then it, a QR code would be displayed. You know that, that Google-endorsed scanner app that you have to download to get Authenticator to work? I never used Google. But, okay, so there's a, an app that you have to download to get Authenticator to work. Sure. And in order to use it, you just scan a, a QR code. And so on the Sesame page, you would scan the QR code, you would enter in your password, and then it would log you in. And the, the QR code would function as a two-factor authentication. So as long as you had your phone logged into your Google account, it would transparently just log you right into your Google account on the computer. And it was fantastic. And then a week later, they took it down saying that they're working on something better, and they never did. Yeah. So I hope this turns into like something like that. Mm-hmm. But I won't. Yeah. Also, Google has been busy, and they're now talking to 34 additional cities um, in nine metro regions for input on helping Google pick where it should become the next Google Fiber location. And there's a lot of locations. Yeah. Guess who's not one of them? Not not anywhere near Minnesota. Here. No, not even close. Yeah. So in the list, we have Portland, Salt Lake City, San Jose, Phoenix, San Antonio, Nashville, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Raleigh-Durham. And so it didn't make our cut this week because I didn't put it in. Um, but uh, Austin is having some trouble because AT&T actually owns quite a few mm-hmm. um, polls, like about 20% of them. And Google says that they'll pay for them, but uh, AT&T doesn't want them to come in and blanket cover like because they want to roll out to every single house. Right. And uh, some people were complaining on some chats I was listening to. But if you're AT&T, you have something that's working good. Somebody comes in. Why would you want to let them in? Right. I, I totally um, agree. This is one of the few times where I actually think AT&T is completely justified in what they're doing. However, do you think it's okay that uh, despite AT&T doing just fine in that area, uh, do you think it's okay competitive-wise? Is there a reason those those towers are... They paid for them. But, so, that's fine. So, if, if somebody wanted to use them for free, I would say no also. But do you think it's okay that because Google is willing to pay, even at a premium, that they can't use them at all? That's fine. Google put up their own next to them. You think that's okay? I don't I don't think that's a good Same idea. Same hole. I mean, you can even knock it down, putting up the next telephone pole next to it. I don't think that's Redundant the poles. No, I think that's very bad. Redundant infrastructure is very bad. We don't want that. When half of it burns, the other half probably won't. But it probably will because it's going to be right next to it. They should use plastic poles. Furthermore, what is Google even doing with poles? Fiber doesn't run in the air. Their fiber does. What? Theirs does. Ours. How? Like, you know, 94 and stuff, all the highways around yeah. here? It's it's all dug underneath the They go with the highways. Right. And they go on in the bridges the same way. That's how I always did fiber in my day. <laughs> I'm glad this where you keep your fiber from your days. Yes. But who knows? Well, I I don't know. Uh, and honestly, I've I used to think that like, Google Fiber was cool, but I'm you don't think so anymore. It, what are they even doing now? Google Fiber, gigabit, ten gigabit is what they are talking about doing next. Yeah, but 
I don't know. I think it's too weird, and yeah. I wouldn't buy it. My 12 gigabits, yeah, my 12 gigabits, my 12 megabits down has not changed my life in any significant way, but my 5 megabits up has enabled me to stream two things at once. It's wonderful. If I could have a gigabit up, even 500 megs up, I would be so happy. If you had just a gig up. Right. I'd be good. Just You'd saturate that somehow. I could, probably. You'd find some way. Guild Wars always, 24 hours a second. But think about that. If you had a data cap of 30 gigs, oh, it, you'll it, it, never hit that with your current setup. And I will never hit that ever. I, 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 I saturate 100 gigs a month already. So, no. Three times that. 300 gigs? Yeah. You said 30 the first time. Uh, uh, years. They do things to you. Yes. Well, speaking of Google, uh, do you remember Google I.O.? Oh, that was a long 2013, yeah. It was. Oh, man, 2013. That that just, no, it's 14 now. Yeah. Hard to remember these things. No, it, it shouldn't be. Well, so at that at that conference, Google Maps had a pretty significant update. And so we had had the update on mobile for quite some time. I remember going up to Duluth and, and, and using the update for the first time. But on the client side, on browser side, uh, unless you were one of the people who applied, you couldn't use the new Google Maps. So the new Google Maps is now available for everyone, and uh, it's kind of nice. I have a video here that explains some of the new features, if you'd like to listen to that. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I would like to listen to it. The next generation of Google Maps is here. An all-new Smarter Search Box is your starting point for discovery. Your search results are displayed right on the map, so it's easy to explore your options. Click between results, and the map adjusts to highlight roads and related places for each location. When you're signed in, as you search, star places, and publish reviews, you'll get tailored recommendations, so the more you use the map, the better it gets. One search brings you all the information you need. Read up on your destination, see ratings and reviews, and sometimes even take a peek inside. When you're ready to go, directions are just a click away. Once you decide on a destination, Google Maps will help you figure out the best way to get there. So it's it's, it's a pretty nice update. Uh, so one of the interesting things, and I don't know if I heard about this at the conference or if I just read about it, but so do you remember the original Google Maps? Uh, do you know how it was implemented? Carefully. Indeed. Better than Apple Maps, anyway. So the original implementation was that uh, as you would scroll around the map, tiles would load in, and those tiles were just basically divs with an image, right? Yeah. Well, this is different. So this is no longer in a little like iframe just in the center of your screen with the sidebar. This is now the full width and height of your browser. And then instead of being just a bunch of divs and things, it actually dynamically loads all of this imagery into like a canvas object, and it's accelerated by WebGL. Wow. So that it's very fluid and very fast, at least in Chrome. Who knows what happens in IE? <laughs> um, it's great. I, I think this is a wonderful step in the best direction ever. Yeah. Like, this is a huge step in the direction of Keyhole. Now, if you're going to have something like that, that's going to require you to have more maps and more data to pull from. And coincidentally, we found out something that uh, after the Motorola's, like Google kept a little thing, and uh, they called it Project Tango. And they're just working on this phone that will map the world around it. So I tried to read about this, and it seems Classified. To... No, 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 let me rephrase. I've tried to read about this, and I have a really hard time 
finding how it works. So when I watched the video, the full video, and you can do this on your full time of leisure after this podcast, because we're far more important than just one video, uh, you will listen to the whole thing and still not be any wiser about how exactly Project Tango works internally. Like it's a phone, great. It's some kind of processor that does something with location data somehow. That's all you get to know. Here's a video. My name is Johnny Lee, and I work in the Advanced Technology and Projects Group at Google. Our small team here, based in California, has been working with universities, research labs, and industrial partners to harvest the last 10 years of research in robotics and computer vision to concentrate that technology into a very unique mobile phone. We are physical beings that live in a 3D world, yet mobile devices today assume that the physical world ends at the boundaries of the screen. Our goal is to give mobile devices a human-scale understanding of space and motion. This is going to allow people to interact with their environment in just a fundamentally different way. We can prototype in a couple hours something that would take us months or even years before because we didn't have this technology readily available. What happens if you have all of these pieces in a phone? How does that change what a phone is? We have created a prototype phone containing highly customized hardware and software designed to allow the phone to track its motion in full 3D in real time as you hold it. These sensors make over a quarter million 3D measurements every single second, updating the position and rotation of the phone, fusing this information into a single 3D model of the environment. We have a problem called navigation indoors. So it's pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah. So, again, you can watch the whole video and still not actually be any wiser as to how it works. Oh, but seeing that and how they had those little things, like, do you remember... Uh, do you think it really uses infrared to map things? Did you see The Dark Knight? Mm, is that a Batman thing? Yeah. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember. Well, he takes the phone and then he ha- keeps it in his pocket and then when he comes out, he's got the whole layout of the bad guy's lair. Sounds fake. No, 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 it was in a movie. Well, then. So, I'm sure it's great and all. Now, uh, one other thing I want to point out is that, so after reading the website about it, I think you can go to google.com slash tango or something. Probably not, actually. But you can go there, and when you read about the project from Google, uh, there's a bunch of partners who are working with them to provide chips and, you know, AI and circuits and, you know, various things. And there's a certain university who was also working with them, and that was the University of Minnesota. So... I proceeded to ask on the Twitter what professors were working with uh, Google on this, and it's some guy. But I was surprised that I found out who it was. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you, what, do you, what do you think about this? Do you think this is great, exciting, not exciting? Expensive, and why would you buy a phone like that to I navigate indoors? So I don't think it's a phone that you would personally use, but imagine if uh, – imagine those uh, – The Street you, View guys? Imagine the Street View guys, but instead of just guys, you – put them on a robot because they bought the robot company, put these on the robot and you have the robots go in and do it. Mm. Like it's a, it's a problem that, and then to get the robot there, you use the self-driving car and then which is guided by a drone, which is guided by the Google loon project, which is the, with the, with the internet balloons, which is backed by their legal team. So there you go. It can't fail. I, I get it. I think we have the pyramid scheme of Google. So, okay, fine. Then. So finally, uh, we have some good news for you. You know, we talked about Google I.O. from last year. What about this year, 2014's Google I.O.? 
Well, we have the dates. It is set, for, indeed, for June 25 and June 26. See? It is also going to be in the best venue ever, which is, of course, Moscone Center in San Francisco. Oh, man, I was hoping you say Moscow. But it's not, actually. Yeah, I wish it were. But it's not. Yeah. So. Well, now it's time for the Apple news. And uh, as you know, it's never, never interesting and always rumors. And so we start with the king of rumors. Uh, Ming-Chi Ku uh, says that the iPad 2 will finally be discontinued in quarter uh, one of 2014. Not the fourth happen. gen iPad 4 will replace it. And they still use the 30-pin uh, because you know how lots of people have the projector things. And or all the, the, other. All the schools with those the recharging charging, cabin- cabinets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The iPad somehow became a staple of having 30-pin, and you got to have it. you got to have it. Yeah. Um, iPad Airs will get an update in quarter three, and the iPad Minis will never get an update in 2014. Now, of these rumors, what do you think is good and what do you think is bad? Well, the only thing I think is certain, I, I really think the iPad Mini will get an update because... Will or won't? Will. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, it, it has to. I mean, people love it more than they love the Air. So... I think both will get an update. I think uh, it's pretty clear that Apple believes in both products equally. Uh, one of the things they always did with the iPod Touch line is they always kept the iPod Touch one processor generation behind, at least. Yeah. Sometimes now it's even two generations behind. So I think this year with um, the A8, I think is the number we're going to be on, both the iPad Air and the iPad Mini will just get another update to whatever the next generation processor is. I hope the iPad 2 goes away. I have no idea if that's going to be Q1. I assume they would do it. Well, the end has to be near for it. It does. It really does. But I don't I mean, know if we... If, I think they might just end it as soon as they do WWDC in June. Yeah, I mean... Or, you know, come to think of it, they might actually do it a little bit earlier than that. Because if Then you, they have room on their website. Well, that's true. But they might do it earlier in, in the sense that they might want to get ahead of schools buying orders. So maybe they do it at least by April. You know every district. Oh, wait. No, our district is very unique. I guess it does make sense. A lot of districts buy... Would buy new stuff. Yeah. And and not only that, they'd either buy the stuff that's available or they would buy new products. So... They don't uh, go out looking for the old? Not necessarily. Now, what do you think about the iPad 4? Do you really think that iPad um, 4 with the 30-pin connector would be replacing it? Or do you think Apple would just See, hopefully push to the better? I have an iPad 4, and I'm pretty sure it has the new MagSafe, too. Yeah, I think, so, it, I think it does. So uh, why why does this that matter? They have to specially make iPad 4s Converters? No, no just be an just, iPad 3, then. Yeah. So do you really think it would replace? Why wouldn't they just push to the iPad Air, then? Which makes me think something's wrong. I don't know. I I, I wonder. I really wonder about Uh, that. Well, speaking about wondering, why don't we talk about Steve Jobs? Oh, he's already dead. Yes, he is dead. No juices left of him. No. Like, everything has... Well, you're a mail carrier now, and Steve will be closer to you than ever in 2015. Because he will be placed onto a commemorated U.S. postage stamp in 2015. (sighs) For that year, what do you think the postage is going to be next year? Uh, 66 cents is my bet. Really? That's yeah. pretty high from like well, 49. They, they've been adding like pennies at a time. Yeah, I know. But uh, 66. 66? By the end of 2015. Maybe. I don't know. So do you want to do the last one or should I? You do it because uh, I'm already planning my vacation. Okay. Well, let me tell you about it. Now, this one will be a fast one. So do you know what SSL is? Yes. Do you know how it works? No. So basically... There's a server. It has a certificate. The certificate is signed by an authority. The client gets 
a copy of the certificate. It verifies that the authority and the certificate all match up. And then if it does... And the date. And the date, it turns out, it's kind of important. And if it does, you get access to the website. If it doesn't, the browser will say, this certificate is wrong and invalid, and then you don't get access. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So it's in, in a way made to protect you, to make you secure, and, and just overall happier. Well, due to a bug in iOS and in OS ten, probably somewhere in a lower level system, maybe even in the kernel, I don't know how deep this goes. I'm just saying. Deep. There was a bug in the SSL certificate verification thing, and basically the bug is being called the go-to-fail because if you uh, read the document I have here and you read the code that this bug is in, it's basically a bunch of if statements, and then if this if statement is true, it will go to the failing section with a go-to statement, and the failing section basically just returns an error and frees some buffers. But the thing is, somebody accidentally put in two go-to statements, one after the other, and you know how if statements work. If you don't put the curly braces after the if statement, what does it mean? It means only the first line right after. Exactly. And that's the only one that got executed. But because there was two here, it always failed. And because there was a bunch of, you know, things allocated in memory and that were never cleared, it was possible to fake the verification of these certificates. Hmm. Uh, and so it was a pretty big vulnerability. Google has issued a fix in iOS 7.0.6, which you should install immediately, apparently. It's amazing how Google could do that. Did I say Google? I heard Google. Oh, I meant Apple. Mm. I assume Google does everything here. And uh, apparently the update is still pending in uh, in OS 10 because it's apparently harder to update. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to make them do it. So uh, don't use go-tos, but if you do, use them wisely. Yeah. I've only done that when I did my fake assembly crap. You know, it's kind of funny because I wrote a program actually uh, last semester, I think, right, maybe? And in my error code, I actually was using go-tos to do this, as instructed by the professor. It's a common thing in C to use go-tos to handle error code because you don't get exceptions mm-hmm. in C. So you use a go-to. And, you know, you just got to be careful when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So, so, where can we find you on the internet? Well, uh, what are you doing next week? Uh, I think uh, Monday through Saturday I have work. Well, that's a pretty big and exciting week. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, uh, next week will also be the full week of uh, Mobile World Congress, so we'll probably have more news for that next week and probably. Now, uh, did we want to mention our new showtimes? Oh, yes. So with a uh, new career comes new responsibilities on Saturdays. Now, I used to work Saturdays a lot. I'd get up at 10 o'clock and I'd be back by 1 o'clock. The store was open for only a few hours on Sundays. And plus, I was servicing stupid freshmen. Now I'm servicing every citizen in the United States that is on my delivery route in local 155104. Right. Either way, um, I went from doing nothing to... Doing know, a lot. Doing a lot. Um, so I need to be well-rested for Saturday's delivery. Right. And um, I'm not used to the uh, walking, the To the rigor. And the uh, elements that are... Indeed. There are a lot of elements on the ground right now. Yeah, so... So I, we've moved the show yeah, from Fridays to Saturdays. I mean... In short. I can stay up as late doing weird stuff. By the way, I don't think I'm going to be awake in 10 minutes. I understand. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, in other words, I have a midterm next week. 
the Good first luck. of this semester. I don't know which class it's in yet, but I'll figure it out soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Somebody told me that there's a midterm coming up, and I thought I should believe them. So I'm going to investigate and then get back to you on that. Now, where can we find you on the internet? You can uh, shoot me an email at matthew.petrol at gmail.com. I'm using my Gmail from now on. Why? Uh, you know, one in one was asking me to pay my bill. Oh. And I don't know if I want to continue. I don't really blame you, really. I mean, I don't use it. No, you don't. Like, chicks don't email me. Only guys saying, oh, wow. Oh, hey, honey. And I just... Not into that, huh? I'm not into that. I understand. Well, and of course, you can find me, Ryan Rampers, just about everywhere, especially on the Twitter, Ryan Amar, and of course on the Google+, Plus, which is where I post a lot of the show notes that we have just talked about. Yeah. So that's about it for this week. Yeah, have a good one. Have a good one. Well, I only have show docs. Oh, so. I gotta do this week without the show docs. No, you can't. And it got into a habit of whenever I reached for my jar of peanuts, that my manager would somehow appear from the stairwell. Now, uh-huh. I remembered it like, more comical. I know yeah. you did. That's how you remember everything in well, your life. I remember, like, oh man, whenever I reached for my, my manager would come up. <laughs> That's what you wanted to hear. Well. <laughs> I just started thinking about words I knew and how to spell that started with an M and a K. Facebook is pretty long. Didn't get up there. <laughs> You're such but a the bad... The Eppenheimer is a very short four-letter word. You're such a bad brute-forcing tool. You know, I get told I'm a bad tool all the time. But you're extraordinary in brute force, so... Yeah. Well, then. Lovely. Where'd my co-host thing go? And now, Matthew Petrel. So, I, I don't know where it went, but I always just say... <laughs> With co-host Messi so Petrol. It, it's a long... <laughs> so you I don't, copy and paste it all the time. No, so. I don't. I copy and paste from the original template now. I never so copy and paste old shows.